John grew up and learned farming from his father, Ben. John's parents instilled Protestant values and biblical teaching in him early on at age four. His parents married when they were eighteen, as did John and his wife, and they now had been married for going on thirty years. During their marriage they had two children, and during those years Missouri was a good place to raise a family. However, the year of 1836 proved to be a pivotal one during President Andrew Jackson's second term in office. For one, Missouri became a slave state, which John didn't agree with due to his unwavering faith and belief in the Bible. Second, a state prison opened up not far from their family farm. Third, their farm suffered a blow from a drought which lasted several months and killed most of what crop they had. Not only that, but the livestock they did have gradually died off from lack of water and feed, which also became scarce and too expensive. John became desperate and began losing faith. Yet his inner strength leaned on the word of God as he believed that everything was taking place for a reason that dreadful year. He headed daily family Bible readings from the Newhall family Bible that his father handed down, and it was the same Bible that was handed down from his great-great-grandfather. One night after supper, John told his family that it was time to go and claim a place of prosperity God told him to in a dream one night. We have to leave here if we want the life God has in store for us, he informed him. Following weeks of preparation and deciding what and how much to take, he trained his mules and fixed up the wagon as best he could. Once they were all packed and knew the journey ahead, they prayed and set their eyes on the prize. That said, the Newhall family was ready and desperate for a change. With many people headed to California with hopes of cashing in on the California gold rush, the year of 1836 was a pivotal year for many Americans. For the Newhall family of four, they were driven by their Protestant faith and family Bible, not gold. Mother Newhall quoted Hebrews 11.1 as they gathered beneath the pale moonlight of Missouri before loading into the wagon train for Idaho. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, she read with blessed assurance. God-driven faith was the spine of the Newhall family, which included Ruth Newhall in her late forties, John Newhall in his early fifties, Sam in his early twenties, and Bethany in her late twenties. Although they were a handsome family, Bethany had a beautiful glow of innocence about her that men adored, yet most did so out of sheer lust. Back then women didn't wear revealing clothes attempted, nor did they do so for self-confirmation. Instead, especially for the financially poor Newhall family, Many of their clothes were cut and made from the cheapest material available. For that reason, and many others, the Oregon Trail was a popular route they decided to follow, believing in faith that their due season awaited them in Idaho. Mid the spring season, many thunderstorms drenched the U.S., yet national citizens and immigrants alike were ready to breathe the conditions. The new hall wagon was ready, wedged in a line of other wagons with mules and old worn horses. Still, there wasn't weather conditions of circumstance that kept John from praying as they stood outside their loaded wagon. Dear Lord, John led in a prayer with joined hands. We ask and pray that you lead us, just as Moses led the captives out of Egypt. We ask that no matter what comes our way, you give us the strength to endure and carry on to victory in your precious name. Amen. John closed in prayer. Moments later, they were loaded with what few belongings and food they had, yet they had each other and faith as John helped his wife and Bethany up into the wagon. During that time, numerous settlers, primarily in old broken-down farm wagons, were four by ten feet. Not many who traveled had hundreds of pounds of food to take with them on their journey. Most of the wagons were covered with cotton and were treated with seed oil to help prevent rain from leaking in through the top of the wagon. 
However, the Newhall family wasn't so fortunate, as the top of their wagon was riddled with holes. With a thunderstorm already swelling with heavier rain, the journey started with a more dismal outlook than expected. Some travelers had tools, sturdy and solid water containers, a spare axle, and the skills to make such repairs. If there wasn't a spare axle, the wagon would most likely have to be left behind, leaving the migrants with an impossible chance of reaching their destination. Numbers of wagons traveling west were pulled by ox or donkeys. Most ox teams were around ten percent slower than a mule or horse-pulled wagon, around three miles an hour. However, they were much cheaper to buy, a lot easier to train, they could pull more weight, survive better on the sparse grass if some was found along the trail, and they didn't require oats or grain. And not only that, but John believed they were often tamer and easier to handle after they were trained. Men would usually learn to handle a trained ox team in about a week. Oxen could usually be trained.